Welcome to the next episode of the Pioneer Podcast. Today we are uh, excited to be joined by David Carl, the head coach of our men's ice hockey program. Coach Carl, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. That's our pleasure. Thanks for doing this. Uh, So we'll start uh, just a little bit about your background, growing up, playing hockey. Uh, Was hockey always your game? Did you play other sports? How did it look for you growing up? Yeah, in our family, so I'm one of three boys. um, And my older brother, I'm in the middle. We're all five years apart, so we're pretty well spread out. And my older brother started to play because one of our cousins played. Our whole family lived in Anchorage. um, And yeah, I think it was natural to get outside and get on the ice in a, in a winter environment, how we grow up. So uh, once my brother started playing, it kind of took off for uh, myself and my little brother. And, um, you know, we did not, none of us played any other sports growing up. It was the hockey season took up so much of our time that in the summer, uh, our parents told us we weren't allowed to play any more sports. They were sick <laughs> of driving us around. And so we had a cab in a lake home about an hour, 20 minutes north of Anchorage on a lake. And, uh, we'd go up there and we'd spend a lot of our time in the summer up there out on the water and doing water activities. And, um, you know, people laugh, uh, the ice didn't go out until the end of May and, and we're in the water, uh, on Memorial day. And, um, you know, it's, it's just a way of life. You don't know any different. And I'd never been in a warm lake until, you know, my brother lives in Minnesota now. And so we'll go in his lake in the middle of July and you're like, Oh, this is, this is what it's supposed to feel like, you know? Yeah. I love it. So, so when I lived in Maine, I learned about pond hockey, which I had never learned about before. Was there pond hockey in your childhood up in Alaska? Oh yeah. Yep. Every, um, yeah, our dad actually made a rink in our backyard a few years when we were growing up. Uh, every local elementary, middle high school had, uh, outdoor rinks that were maintained during the winter time. And then, um, you know, there was certainly lakes and ponds in the Anchorage area up at our cabin. When we'd go there in the winter time, we'd, we'd snow plow off a part of the lake and uh, lay some water down and skate on the, on the lake out there. So yeah, there's definitely um, a sense of outdoor that you grow up with in Alaska and uh, being out on the pond is uh, certainly a great feeling. That's awesome. So yeah. uh, growing up, how was the, how was the competitiveness between the Carl brothers? Uh, you know what, because they're so far apart in age, it's, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a ton. We play a lot of board games as a family. So when we could all, when our mental capacity was all enough to play Monopoly, say, um, that would get very intense. But as far as being competitive within the hockey arena, um, I think our age difference actually really helped us because we're all very supportive of one another. My brother, we all left at the age of 15 or 16. And so my brother went away from home and played at the U.S. national team program, and he learned how to work out and train, and then he'd come back. He'd teach Alex and I in the summer times how to do it. And so uh, we always had a really supportive um, relationship when it came to hockey. And uh, certainly we competed in a lot of other things and had, you know, your, your typical brother battles that uh, ended in fights and, and whatnot. But because of the age range uh it was it was pretty one-sided most times so growing up um in your junior hockey career and then then after you've you've been in hockey since who were some of the coaches or people that had a big influence on you and your coaching style and your leadership style yeah i've been uh for me i've been really fortunate as as a lot of our coaches and people in our department have to be around some really great people and it's hard to single out uh just one certainly but 
you know, so for me, I'll probably talk about a couple of it. Tom Ward was uh, a head coach of mine that I had when I was 17 and 18 years old at Shattuck St. Mary's. I moved away from home uh, to go to a school in Minnesota. And he was um, taught me a lot about the game and just the fundamentals of the game. And really less is more in a lot of ways. And if your fundamentals aren't good, then you really have no chance at, at what you're doing. And I think that that goes in all walks of life, really. Um, but then I got to Denver and George Wazdecki was a huge role model and mentor for me, obviously um, did a lot of really good things for me in my life. And um, the way be able to watch him, how he managed a program with the professionalism um, and class that he did um, while maintaining a winning uh, program was really impressive. And then uh, for me, Jim Montgomery, who I, you know, obviously replaced there at Denver, um, his ability to prepare and his details and how he connected on a one-on-one -on -one level with players was was really impactful to me and um, how vulnerable he could be in front of a group. I think uh, people wonder why he's successful and, and getting the opportunity to work with him. You certainly can see it because of a lot of those qualities. So, so much of, of coaching and leading is, is leading through adversity and overcoming adversity, not only ourselves, but our teams, our coaching our student athletes. Um, how did you learn about overcoming adversity? How have you implemented some of those things in your career so far? Yeah, I think um, the best way to learn is by going through it and uh, understanding maybe what works and what doesn't. And so for, for me, um, you know, one of the major moments of my life that I, I saw a lot of adversity was when I was forced to uh, retire from hockey due to medical, uh, a medical condition that I have. And that was really challenging at the age of 18. And I think what I learned um, through that is that, you know, typically you don't get thrown things that you're not prepared for. And um, so I think you have to believe and trust in that. And, and also it, it usually takes a, a group effort. It takes a family and a team around you to be able to get through tough times. And, um, you know, and I certainly had that with teammates and friends and the University of Denver being there for me in that time of need to, to have my back and to take care of me so that I could um, build a, you know, a life that, that, we're, that I'm, a part of today and so I'm really fortunate to the university and the leadership that we had there that that they had my back and honored my scholarship um, to allow me to still come to the university and so uh, but I think the the biggest thing is trying to focus on what you can learn and grow and, and trying to focus on the future and um, trying to spin it as best you can into a positive thing and um, to learn from it in that regard and not dwell on the negative sides of it because adversity really can be used as a springboard if you use it the right way to have exponential growth. And I think you see that with young people and people of all ages, people that haven't gone through a lot of adversity typically aren't hardened or seasoned. And, and when they do face it for the first time, they really have no idea what to do. And so that's certainly one of the things that we talk about in the recruiting process and through coaching our our student athletes is trying to use moments of challenge as opportunities to grow. I'm a firm believer that, that things happen for a reason. As long as we're open to seeing the reasons and learning from the reasons. Yeah. And uh, I think that's a big part of, of getting through that adversity and learning from it. Um, one of the ways that, that you lead the program, and I, I hear it a lot around the program, I see it in a lot of the messaging we do around, around Denver hockey is about a process and that the process is, is more important than the outcome. And we have great outcomes and we expect great outcomes 
but for Denver hockey, it's about the process. Can you talk us through the, your process and the process for Denver hockey? Yeah, I mean, I think it's um, when we reference the process, it's uh, five objectives that we try and hit every night. Um, and I think, you know, those are kind of guiding principles within uh, what we do. And each individual plays uh, an important role in us, in our team, hitting all five of those objectives. And so we try and encourage our guys to think about it um, as to how do you contribute to each objective within your own personal games um, so that we can have ultimately success in our process so that we can have the results that we want. I think going further into it, a lot of it, you know, has to deal with staying in the moment and focusing on what you can control. And that's your preparation, um, your effort, your attitude on a daily and weekly basis. If that is consistent, you know, throughout a year, and of, of course, there's going to be highs and lows to it at times. And that's, as we talked about, you got to learn from those challenging moments. Um, but as you go throughout a year, you should, your trajectory should be a growth one that's going up. It should be three steps forward, one back. And I think by the end of the year, then the team is comfortable and confident within our process um, to be able to just go out and execute and play uh, a big game as if it's a game in November, a game in February, because we've been using the same messaging and our process has never changed throughout um, the course of a six to seven month season. So, so going back to that adversity and opportunity. So, so your adversity that ended your playing career turned into an opportunity for you to be a great coach and to start learning coaching at a very early age. Um, you're probably the oldest, wisest, youngest coach I know that I've ever worked with. Uh, you know, uh, we, we hired you as a, as a head coach here at a very young age, but you had had a decade of coaching experience. And so, uh, you know, that adversity certainly turned into a great opportunity for you. Um, how did you go about that, uh, kind, of, kind of flipping the switch in your mind to go to coaching at that age? Yeah, it was um... – it wasn't easy. I can tell you that, uh, you know, I had never set foot on DU's campus as a student athlete. Um, you know, I was diagnosed the summer prior to my freshman year and didn't really know what to expect. Uh, George, the coach at the time and, uh, told me that I was going to be a part of the program and in some capacity he goes, you're going to have to earn your scholarship still, you're not just going to come here and freeload. And, um, and I, I like that because I, I think being, everyone deals with adversity different and, and ending of careers differently. Some it's therapeutic to just get away from it. Uh, for me, it was therapeutic to um, immerse myself in it and stay around it um, because that's, that's all I knew. And that's where I found my comfort. And um, so as I went, you know, through my four years at Denver, every year, George kind of gave me a little bit more to do. And I didn't, I gotta be honest, I didn't really know until probably my junior year that it was something that I really wanted to do and it as a young person sometimes it takes some nudging to uh to get into something and I had that in in Derek Lalonde who uh coaches for the Tampa Bay Lightning now in the NHL and um he helped recruit me to Denver and it was you know midway through my junior year and uh George was skating the team and uh Derek and I Newsy as everyone calls him we were sitting, uh, you know, in the middle of the ice on one of the nets, moving it so the guys could skate around it. And he goes, you're going to do this, like, as a full-time job, right? And I said, do what? What are you talking about? And he goes, like, you're going to coach. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I never really thought about it. And I'm like, what do you think? He goes, well, I think you're really good at it. 
Um, and so sometimes it, it takes a little bit of positive encouragement and a little bit of a nudge to get people into it. And that was, I think, a big moment for me to really actually reflect on, is this something I should do? Is it something I would enjoy doing? And oddly enough, Derek left after that year, went to become a head coach in the USHL. And uh, he won a championship that first year, lost an assistant the following year, which would have been the end of my senior year. And um, he called and just offered me the job to replace him. And so Derek really gave me my first opportunity at a, uh, at a paid position in, in coaching. So that would be a, a little bit of my story as to how I got involved and immersed in it. And then from there, it's, um, you know, I've been blessed with, with great opportunities from, from Derek and obviously Jim and, and now yourself. So, so you've mentioned a lot of great coaches that have been in your life, uh, people that have influenced you, people that have guided you. So as, as you move into your own leadership position as the head coach at, at the University of Denver, how has your personal leadership evolved? What are your values? What is your style, do you think? How do you approach each day? Yeah, I mean, I, I look at each day as an opportunity to learn and grow and, and try and get better. And I think for me, the best way to do that is to confront things head on and, and do it as honestly and authentically as possible um, to tell the truth uh, where it needs to be told. And um, so that's what I try and do, I guess, holistically with our program. I think when it comes down to coaching the individual players, it's, it is trying to get to know them as people first. We have the opportunity in college to be able to recruit the young men we want to be in our program and to get to know them through that recruiting process. And it's important that they want to come into an environment where um, they're going to be held accountable and they're going to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And so I think that, but that comes and that trust comes by getting to know them as people. You can't be hard on someone or hold them to a high standard when they don't really trust that you have their best interests at heart. And um, so that's what I try and do. Our staff tries to do um, within the recruiting process and, and certainly in their time with us, because we do have high standards um, and high expectations, but I think what makes us great is the ability to boil that down into, you know, the finer details of, of life and the game and, and the relationships that we create. Well, it, it certainly shows, and, and we've got a tremendous history here at the University of Denver. We just celebrated our 70th anniversary this season, and we're all certainly standing on the shoulders of a lot of great people. Uh, talk a little bit about the great, just briefly about the great tradition of the program and what you've learned since you've been involved with it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a special program, certainly, that's uh, been around a lot longer than, than any of us have been here and will be, be going on a lot longer than it after we all leave. So I think that's the, the biggest thing I've learned being a part of this program, you know, since my brother came here in 03 is that um, nobody is bigger than the program and it'll be just fine without any, any one of us because, uh, because it really is an institution in itself. And I think we saw that, you know, at the 70 year reunion, how many guys came back, how many guys care for it and, and look after it. And I think it gives you an immense uh, amount of pride as to there's just a level of care that the people have in this program and it wasn't always easy and it, it won't always be easy um, you know moving forward and I think we just were really appreciative of everyone that uh, that has come before us it's a huge part of what we sell also to recruits and what you know you walk through our locker room and we wanted to tell the story of Denver hockey and 
um, and to honor those that came before us with, uh, with our current play and, and how we live our lives. That night when we had all the former players on the ice, it was really something to see. It was really visually illustrated the great history to have, uh, you know, the, the old players skating out holding their national championship trophy uh, was, was quite the spectacle to see. Yeah, it was. And it was, yeah, in the crowd stayed in their seats and it was great. Our players were able to stay on the bench and um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those kind of pivotal moments, I think, where, you know, our kids hear about it, but then they, the visual effect that it can have, I think is really special for, for a lot of our kids that that might have on them. So let's transition then to the season that we, we just completed. It ended, uh, unfortunately, a little bit too early. Uh, we, were, uh, we were right there again this year with one of the, the top-ranked teams in the country. Uh, talk a little bit about this year's team and, and your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was a, overall, it was a good year. Um, you know, we started well. We hit a little bit of adversity. We got the thing back on the, tra- on the tracks, and, and then we hit a little more adversity, and I think we, f- we felt good about ourselves going into the playoffs. It's a unique year where, um, you know, really at four segments of really good, you know, kind of poor, really good, average, and then back to uh, good again. So it was, a, it was a unique year. I think we learned a lot about ourselves um, as, as people and as a program. And, um, you know, certainly we, we felt like we took a lot of steps through those down times and we were excited about what was to come, uh, come playoff hockey. And, and talking to some of our, our players as, as they process it too, a couple of them have said, you know, all we talk about all year is building and getting better for the best time of year, which was obviously right around the corner for us. We had finished our regular season and they never really got to display everything they had learned um, in the time that counted the most, which is playoff hockey. So from that standpoint, uh, you know, it was a disappointing end for, for all of our teams, obviously, and, and everyone in college hockey. But um, yeah, I, I like the year that we had. It was, uh, it was not a linear path, but it never is. And, uh, you know, I think we'll be better for it as we go on for next year with, you know, a team that, that could have 17 juniors and seniors on it. So let's, uh, let's talk about next year then. We'll have, um, um, like you mentioned, uh, we could have a veteran team coming back and, um, and, and looking forward to next year, not only in NCHC, but being competitive nationally again. Talk about next year. Yeah, next year, I mean, we're – we're certainly excited about the group we have returning. Um, you know, I just think the depth at, at all three positions is going to be there. Uh, you know, when you have 17 juniors and seniors, I think that that can, um, that can certainly make things a little, run a little bit smoother, you know, and I just, I go back to our, our 17 team, that team had eight, seniors and five juniors on it and um it was really led by that group of eight seniors um holding everyone accountable and not leaving any stone unturned and so we think that you know our our hope is that with eight or nine seniors on next year's team that that a similar you know type of thing happens and um we're work we've already started working on next year's season and um, I know our players are really excited about getting to work and uh, hopefully getting back to campus as soon as they can with everything that's going on. Yeah, we certainly hope we get all of our student athletes and all of our students back on this campus. So we certainly want that, that energy back uh, on the University of Denver campus. Coach David Carl, thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time and uh, 
be healthy and safe in the off season. We can't wait for next year. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks for having me on.